0: Welcome to Lifelines, this is John Augustine. Mention detective stories, and many people still summon up Sherlock Holmes, who set the style for most classic British detectives, gentlemen and ladies, following clues and making deductions until the case is solved, like a puzzle. Decades later, when America took up the form, our private eye was a very different fellow, a hard-boiled Seamus like Dash Hammett's Sam Spade. But while The Maltese Falcon was a wonderful story idea, elevated by a great movie adaptation, Spade was a bit of a cad, and never as developed a literary character as Philip Marlowe. Raymond Chandler was born in the USA in 1883, but when his parents divorced, his Irish mother moved him to London, where he took all his education at a good public school, what we'd call a private school. He benefited by learning fine writing skills, He's certainly the best writer among crime authors, and by acquiring the public school code of behavior, a mix of courtesy, loyalty, honor, and straight dealing that generally lasted the boys all their lives. Curiously, a contemporary author Chandler admired, Ernest Hemingway also lived by a code forged in his experience of World War I to maintain one's composure in a world of violence. Chandler grafted his public school code onto his American detective, Philip Marlowe, to guide him through a world of corruption. Ray was a late bloomer, to say the least. Until he was 50, he supported himself as a businessman, serving a writer's apprenticeship by writing short stories for pulp magazines like Black Mask. When he finally ventured on his first book, he had only 20 years of writing life left, during which he produced seven short detective novels, a paucity compared to Agatha Christie or Earl Stanley Gardner. Still, the first six of the Marlowe stories are America's most highly regarded detective novels. The 1940s saw a powerful link between the hard-boiled gumshoe and Hollywood film noir. All of Chandler's major books were filmed in that era and remade in the years to come. Film noir achieved the perfect integration of cinema arts, dialogue, setting, music, lighting, plot, to express Marlowe's view of society, dangerous and corrupt. Chandler also contributed to this artistic movement as a screenwriter, working with Billy Wilder on Double Indemnity and Alfred Hitchcock on Strangers on a Train. Hollywood was an easy connection for Chandler since he lived in Southern California most of his life. Marlowe lived and worked in Los Angeles, and Ray had watched the town grow up from before the movies to become the city of the American dream a failed dream in his estimation, Tinseltown. One famous writer called the Marlowe novels the major social history of Los Angeles. For a while, Chandler believed in the artistic potential of film, the only new art form in 400 years, as he told his publisher. But then, I really hoped there was a way one could work in pictures and not be cynical. There isn't. Like Kafka's hunger artist, like any artist, he had always wanted to be admired to gain respect as a serious author, not just a crime writer. He would have envied the serious attention some later popular writers achieved, Ray Bradbury, John le Carré. But Raymond Chandler was a significant voice during a golden age of American fiction. He's still fun to read, and you can pick up a nice first edition of his first novel for $10,000. As Marlowe might have said, maybe that counts for something. The book is The Life of Raymond Chandler by Frank McShane. This program has been Lifelines, I'm John Augustine.